0: everybody greetings this is angie the undeniable vixen and welcome to being black and craft where we don't apologize for recognizing our influence on craft beer so we have a great guest uh in the house as well but we do have our usual church announcements uh, I have a couple of things that i wanted to share but one thing that i did see as i was scrolling through uh, facebook's mind my business loving jesus like i do I saw Kendrick and he had the biggest Kool-Aid smile on his face. And what I saw in the background was Whiskey Riot. So I knew why he had the Kool-Aid Kool-Aid smile on his face. So, um, Kendrick, if you can, I would love for you to tell people about Whiskey Riot because it may be coming soon in their town. I know that I've been looking at it uh, and kind of intrigued by it. But now that I know somebody that went, they can tell me some sights and sounds. I'm very
1: intrigued. Well, uh, about that, uh, that was from over a year. That was about a year ago, mm. but, but um, it's mainly, of course, it was like, um, so Odell always finds on like, um, whether Eventbrite or he's, um, you know, following some of the local bars um, that, end up being affiliated with it but uh it was it was just a whiskey festival um they had it at this uh place called the post post houston and uh it was uh basically you just go in there and sample and everything uh so yeah it was it was it was dope um you know of course um that was one of the situations to where i think for me whiskey festivals versus beer festivals it's kind of like hard because with beer you know you can sample like you know some smaller abv stuff and then work your way up i think whiskey you just go in and it kind of you know it's kind of hard to kind of not get that buzz quick so i think i was running in traffic and i had like an hour to uh to actually go around and sample everything and within 30 minutes i was like all right you know what I think I'm okay right now. So, Uh, but yeah, it was just one of those uh, one of those uh, many whiskey festivals that that Houston has and a dope time. Um, And I think the one that I liked the most, as far as like, uh, there was a, a whiskey social that that Houston, this Houston Berber Society has, and I'm going to have to get the name of it, but that one, I think, was like probably the doper out of the two. I'd have to get the name of what it is, but it's an annual event uh, hosted by the Houston Berber Society, and uh, once I get the name of it, I'll uh, send it over to you, but that one probably was probably my favorite of the two, um, because they had awesome food, and and you had more sample. People were giving away more stuff, and so. But, but Whiskey Ride was cool, and uh, once it comes back this year, I'll I'll attend again.
0: Okay, so let me ask you this. So, I know it's been a year. Did you see any black-owned whiskeys at the festivals by
1: chance? Uh, let me see. I think the only, if I'm not mistaken, probably Uncle Nearest is probably the only one right off the top of my head mm-hmm. that I can remember. Uh, but not not too much from that. I mean, I know what the 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 bourbon one. I just got through talking about it, even though it was bourbon. Um, they had uh, go three vodka uh, the, okay, the black yeah. owned from Houston. They was right. they was out they was out there representing as well. So and there's this um and sh- her name is escaping me. She's a uh, she's a, um she's she does uh old-fashioned i think she had an old-fashioned uh recipe book that she written i forgot her name but uh she's very popular around the houston area but i follow on social media but her name's escaping me but but yeah so i think uncle nears was the one that i remember from the the whiskey ride and then like i say for the houston bourbon one the go through vodka was like black representing there
0: Okay. Well, I appreciate, I appreciate the update. Yeah. I was looking at that um, <clears throat> whiskey ride, I guess, is kind of uh, a national kind of just kind of uh, they go everywhere, but you know, of course we have our own, we have the click fest, which is uh, no, not click. i want to say click, but clink fest, but it's a wine festival. But in, in lieu of that, there's also one that is a couple that is for uh, whiskey um People in the industry that kind of go, there's a big industry festival and then they have one that's just like for Black, uh, well, bi- BiWOC or BIPOC uh, industry leaders that they kind of have like a su- subsection, hey, come and meet us at this one that's like really big and up and coming as well as festivals that are coming up, that are up and coming uh, in, I'm going to say, Virginia. Uh, La, they went. There's a couple, and I've been kind of researching them, seeing about uh, trying to get out there because it's a little bit of a haul. But maybe you know through media, I might be able to check it out. Maybe not this year, but next year. But okay, mm-hmm. thank you, thank you for that update. Whiskey ride, all right.
1: Yeah, and I saw. I just just quick Google search. I saw that the um, the one for 2024 in Houston is going to be April 20th.
0: Okay, I knew it was it was it was Dallas um, somewhere around that time. Okay, cool. Um, what other church announcements do I have? So I guess some personal church announcements for me. One, I just recently finished. <clears throat> uh, I just came back from Austin to doing a uh, panel discussion, which was supposed to be Black Leaders or Black leaders and brewers in the industry uh, through St. Andrews called Hilltops and just a panel discussion with a gentleman um, had some, I'm I'm not going to say generic questions, but some general questions. And we did have some audience that gave some great uh, information and feedback Still, there are people that do not know that there are such a thing as Black brewers or that it is a phenomenon when they say, I am the first Black brewer in XYZ city. And letting them know it's 1%. Some people say less than 1%. Sometimes I'm, you know, it's kind of weird. But uh, my caveat to that, which I will continue to say, is. I feel like we had a green book. Maybe we need a brew book, which will show every in every state. There is some type of black representation in craft beer or craft something. And I think that we can connect the dots and find those different places and go and support them. Or at least if I'm going out of town, I can be able to tell you, hey, stop at this place. And that's basically what I did. Uh, Ashley was out of town in uh, near Houston. I said, well, don't, make sure you go to Foreign Culture. If you're going to be in Houston, go there. And that's what she did. Um, I did that also um, officially. I hadn't really let anyone know. I am now a uh, board member of Pink Boots Society. I am the communications director now. Uh, So the board is looking like what we are continuously saying is that we are all uh, creeds and colors, all walks of life, all uh, sexual preferences, what have you. Uh, We are running the gambit and it's a lot of work and I'm ready to do it. Then I also won a grant for Women of Evolution, $400 stipend, which that's what I'm doing. T- uh, one of the things I went and got a new laptop because my laptop was acting crazy, and uh, gonna get some more equipment for um, doing this media thing that we're doing here. So uh, I got some uh, to- some additional tutelage that I'll be getting as well, uh, along with the stipend. So I think that is all of my church announcements that I have so far. So on to our wonderful guest. So. I have been you know, watching and looking at all these different breweries that are coming up because as soon as I blink, there's something new that I'm missing, but I did not know how um, how incredibly close to home of friends that I know that are in these pictures. I was like, wait a minute. I, I did not know that they were so close together. So welcome, Austin, with Strange Fruit Brews. And it's Austin and Justin and Justin uh, can't be with us today, but welcome uh, to being Black and Craft.
2: Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here.
0: So, talk to you. Yeah, I, of course, I always try to get consent. I'm, i want I want to give you know ask you a couple of questions, nothing too crazy, and just let's just have a conversation. And if you have anything that you want to ask me or Kendrick, um, sometimes we'll get some questions in the chat. i will be open to answering those as well.
2: Yeah, I am. Absolutely. I'm open to any and all questions.
0: So as the uh, old uh, movie says, how did you fall in love with hip hop? How did you fall in love with beer?
2: Uh, That is a... I lo- I'll, I'll give you a, a short answer to a to a long, you know, real answer, but um, I would say, you know, in college, you know, if you are fortunate enough to go, um, you know, you, you drink beer, cheap beer, but I, uh, for the longest time, I, you know, was always trying to like look for different, different things, you know, try different things and take to different parties and see who liked what. Um, And it wasn't until I graduated uh, in 2011 that I really started to branch out and go to, when I moved to Philly, uh, I would go to different bottle shops, I would go to different bars and and breweries in the area to kind of discover what I liked, um, which ended up being pale ales, IPAs, um, and things of the like. But, you know, for, I would say in 2011 is when I really fell in love with, you know, the idea of, you know, craft beer and you know my parents live in dallas and there's this brewery out there called manhattan brewing and they um like i would go there whenever i would go home yeah i love manhattan brewing it's incredible um and i would always go there and get a flight and then get a couple beers and like figure out what i like and um you know get a four pack or a six pack and drink it you know while i'm at home my parents send it back here to california where i live to make sure that i you know had some of the good stuff and um, I, I would say, you know, it, 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 the love affair, you know, has continued and, um, you know, I'm always out looking for new things and, you know, I, although I do like IPAs and I'm, I'm, I'm still in search of like, what's my favorite, which changes month to month, <laughs> I feel like, um, if not week to week. So yeah, that's, that's how it all began.
0: So do you feel like you are more dank IPA or more? tropical fruity
2: ipa i i think it depends on my mood uh Mm. i i do not discriminate um you know i am on the west coast and i would say you know even though the east coast kind of you know has their what formerly they want to call the new england style ipa i mean everyone has an ipa nowadays and Mm -hmm. so i will drink a tropical fruity IPA with a great mouthfeel and then, you know, I'm more than happy to drink, you know, West Coast IPA, um, you know, that's more danky and, you know, hop forward. And so it's, I, it just, you know, if it's a sunny day, I want to drink something clear, I'll drink something clear, um, you know, I've, I've even gotten into, you know, West Coast pale ales or hazy West Coast uh, IPAs and pale ales. And so like always out, you know, exploring and, and figuring out like what's, what's next up and, um, you know what's the new wave? I guess you you, you could say.
0: Okay, so IPAs are you know you kind of it's, it's however the wind blows.
2: However the wind blows.
0: So what is because I I was on team no IPA for a long time, a very very mm-hmm. very 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 long time. Uh, now now they're home, but what is a style that you are like? You Know, I have everything <clears throat> I'll drink it, but yeah, it's really not me.
2: That is a good question. Um, Saisons, uh, that was yeah, okay. Saisons, they're a so little what, what
0: about it?
2: I, I think that at least the ones that you know, I've tr- I know people try to put me on Saisons all the time um, and you know, try and say, Oh, did, well, did, you'll did like you go you wanna- you first. What you say
0: did you go jester King first and then
2: I have had jester king before um I didn't even my... Keong, i didn't yeah. even dip my toe um but <laughs> you know people have been you know saying hey you'll like this one. you like that one and you know for me there's just there's something about the the flavor profile and the taste oftentimes it'll come across I don't want to say sweet but there's okay. just that one thing that I just don't like and I can't put my finger on it but mm. it just doesn't it, it's not my cup of tea.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I I can I can understand that saisons are pretty good for you know I like them but I think because I'm always wanting to pair it with something mm-hmm. especially like a farmhouse ale I need some type of creamy cheese to, because it's already that it has that nice little funk to it that I don't mind but the funkiness of the cheese that I do appreciate I think it makes it probably makes it mellow out so that's mm-hmm. that's interesting so okay okay i'll have to
2: try that next time i mean i it's been a few years since my last one so maybe wow. they they've come. yeah so i mean i i i don't discriminate against ipas like or pale ales i mean i drink yeah. guzmere i drink stouts i mean i drink pretty much everything except for a saison it's never in my refrigerator
0: wow okay okay i and Look, like I said, I was team no, no IPA. It was only because I wanted to do beer judging. I was like, I'm gonna have to learn how to drink this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I finally, I finally done. I finally found something that I liked, and I was able. I was like, okay, let me. And then I was able to kind of move into it. So, yeah, just you know, when you ever <laughs> get it for free, don't don't pay for it. Get you know, hey, let me get a sample somewhere. Yeah, if somebody wants to give me a sample, I'm all for it. <laughs> okay, so between you and uh, and Justin, how did y'all meet? How did that come before Strange Fruit?
2: So I kind of ties back into like my love of craft beer. Uh, we've known each other for over 10 years now. And um, we met through our wives, actually. So okay. our wives went to grad school together and there was the mayweather pacquiao fight um and you know one of the beers that i was on that i think a lot of people were on was grapefruit sculpting so mm-hmm. i got a six pack brought it over um and i wanted to you know share it with people like i'm a big fan of like sharing beers like if my neighbors downstairs you know are outside sitting on the porch i bring beers down you know if i go anywhere i'm bringing different types of beers um so i did that uh and i don't think he actually I'm, Almost positive he'd never had before and so like he tasted it and uh, he was like, this is completely different. And so from there we you know kind of got each other's numbers. Um, and you know we would you know text every now and then, but I would say like probably around um, you know after maybe a year and a half, two years, then we're like texting each other all the time and you know I'm a big fan of travel. so if I go, no matter what state I go to, what country I go to, probably the first thing that I'm doing is searching on Yelp or, you know, Google or whatever, like, are there any breweries nearby? Mm
0: -hmm. And,
2: you know, when, we go somewhere. When he would go somewhere, we would text each other like, "Okay, this this is really good. I really like these hops here, and I really like um, you know this style of beer and how they do it down in let's say Costa Rica or Thailand or whatever it might be." Mm-hmm. Um, and so we just kept texting back and forth and sending each other beers from different breweries. Like we would grab like a four pack, an extra four pack, you know, from wherever we were, and then send them across the country. Um, and uh, you know figure out what one another really liked. Um, and, and, you know, eventually I would say in, in 2019, we kind of, you know, had a, had a few beers, I would say, uh, <laughs> both of us respectively, and just said, you know what, you know, we, we talk about this all the time and like, what does our future look like and what do we want to build, you know, our legacy on and, you know, we talk about loving beer. We talk about like what we want to do and, uh, we eventually just said, hey, you know, let's start a conversation around, like, actually creating something. Um, and so in 20, you know, it, you know, the year following, we decided to get our LLC and, like, really start building out the business plan and, and pitching investors and, um, you know, friends and family on our concept and our idea. And, um, you know, that's that's how we met. And it's kind of it, it's evolved uh, from, you know. Being two guys drinking a grapefruit sculpin at a Manny Pacquiao Floyd Mayweather fight, to now being you know
0: co founders of a brewery. That's awesome. So let me ask you, what is your um, before the brewery? What was what was your day to day like? What is your corporate? Um, or what what's your mom pay for 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 schools? What was, what yeah. was the pre-work? <laughs>
2: So I've I've held a number of different positions. Um, I mean I've you know been in finance uh, for a couple of years and then branched out into the technology space. And so you know I was at a small startup in Philly for three years. Uh, didn't love that and uh, looked for an opportunity out here in California because I felt like you know if I'm going to work in technology then I need to be where technology is like at the forefront. And so. Moved out here in 2017 and uh, worked at Square uh, for a few years and then moved to a new company. I've been there for four years and it's on like the financial technology space. And so I've been doing that and um, I know Justin, um, you know, he's a founder of a, um, you know, a platform. Um, I think he founded with a couple of friends uh, or a couple uh, entrepreneurs, I should say, um, years ago. and um you know he i know he has his his hands in a couple other um investment opportunities uh, so he you know kind of comes from the um you know the builder side um and then you know he eventually left that world to you know go and learn more about the industry from uh, you know from the inside out so he was, ended up being a bartender at a, a brewery in the um, Northern Virginia area and, um, you know, was doing bartending and then moved to do some some marketing and operations um, and social media for them, and, you know, now this is his full-time. I mean, what pays my bills is uh, the job that I still have, um, but, you know, we make it work. Uh, it's It's actually pretty cool um you know when COVID happened it's you think the world is shutting down and people didn't really know how to collaborate digitally and remotely um mm-hmm. and now nobody wants to go back to work <laughs> nobody wants to go no. see an office and so you know we learned really quickly how to do that you know, it, like i'm huge proponent of you know systems and process and data and making sure that we have like the tools available and so um, we've gotten to where we are, like being, you know, on separate coasts, um, and make it work. It's, it's pretty cool.
0: Okay. So who was more interested in getting their hands dirty and doing the brewing process or, or who's, or who's, the, who's going to be the, who is the brewer or are both of y'all are doing the brewing process or is someone making the recipe? How is that, um, coming together?
2: Great question. So when we first set out on our journey, we originally wanted to open up a physical location, a tap room. Um, we then realized that it was probably time for a pivot because, you know, putting all of your assets on the line with a bank um, is not a great idea, um, especially when you're first starting out and, you know, as, the type of brewery that we are like we we wanted to get the beer in people's hands as quickly as possible we knew that there would be you know long-term leases there's overhead there's retrofitting there's all this other stuff that would kind of delay our process in getting the beer to people um so we quickly pivoted and shifted our, our focus to uh contract brewing so we have we were working with two people um shout out ryan stanley and nate hot who uh, we're a part of the team, built out a number of our recipes uh, that we, you know, have used and will continue to use and continue to iterate on um, so that the the recipes are taken care of. Um, and then we contract uh, our recipes to different breweries who have the capacity, willing to brew it, um, and get it out and, and produce it in, a, in the timeline that we need.
0: And that has that has been working for you really well as far mm-hmm. as contracting. Is it just is it um, more than one like if one is busy that you have another like a backup location to to do it?
2: So we we've worked with a few. Uh, okay. I, I I don't I don't know if there's any any real rhyme or reason to you know which one we 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 choose if i'm being okay. honest um you know it depends on like it also depends on like how much capacity we need so the first mm. beer that we brewed is was subtle knot um and that was our ipa and we came out swinging we did a 30 barrel batch okay and who brewed that for us it was dc brow and so we knew that they had the capacity we knew that they could handle the production then um you know we scaled down for our second beer which was approachable guys the german pilsner um and we only did you know 15 barrels of that and so we worked with old Bushead, and mm-hmm. so you know the the idea for us in doing and then working with different breweries is knowing uh one gathering data on you know okay we brew a a 30 barrel, this is how long it takes us to sell out. We brew a 15, this is how long, 10, so on and so forth. And to to figure out like, okay, if we need additional capacity or if we need, uh, if one beer is selling better than another, like where can we take our recipe so that they can brew it for us uh, in the time that we need so that we're not running out of um, product for the partners that we work with, restaurants, bars, you know, Okay. Um, total wine, etc.
0: I think it's really smart to have more than one place. I I, mm-hmm. I I don't know if I've heard anyone mention that because of <clears throat> the not so great stories of where either I don't have the ability to do it. <clears throat> excuse me. I don't have the ability to uh to um, get your brew in and my brew. Um being genuinely, you know, being genuine by saying that or being a ha- the only way I can say it is being a hater and seeing that, oh, well, they're mm-hmm. doing a whole lot better than I am. So maybe I don't need maybe something happens today.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: I think it's great to have more than one location. And I hope that people really glop onto that, that are contract burn because it seems like the brick and mortar is a dream for, for some people, but it's not for everyone, mm-hmm. and you can still come out with some amazing beers and still be in Total Wine, still be at uh, the only, the one I could just spring out of, out of my head as Liquid Intrusion, Lipco. Mm-hmm. They're at the freaking airport. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that's a great thing. So I, I want mean, it's,
2: to- it's definitely fun um and and i will say you know we have been really fortunate to work with brewery partners who you know want us to be a part of their ecosystem so um and have had no issues with any of that so like you know some people may run up against obstacles with exactly what you're saying where eh, maybe they're doing better than us or you know um you know maybe not today or you know they don't they don't schedule you or they make mistakes. Whereas, you know, where we are today, like people are, have been more than happy and super helpful.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, I'm really glad to hear that. And I, that does again with your, what you were saying previously as far as those collaborations Mm. and building that, that community, because, Mm. you know, if you're keep on, if you keep, keep that, you know, that synergy, because we're, We're a small community, but we all we're all supposed to be wanting each other to win because Mm -hmm. everybody wants beer. And if I can't get to to your beer, I can get you can get to my beer over here and you know that it's still good. You know that this is coming from a good place. You know, you know, you know, my face, you know, my people, the people that are coming around, you know, and you can see that through, you know, um, well, I saw it through um, the story. And things that I was seeing through your uh, through your Instagram feed, and that's what I kind of all these different people come together and just enjoying beer. But tell me, I'm 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 not going to assume, but I want you to tell me why you came up with the name Strange Fruit.
2: We get this question all the time. Uh, I was waiting I know, for I, I, I that. I, I I, I'm the not going to assume I, so. I thought that I thought that was going to be the first question, um, uh-huh. but yeah, I mean, the long and short of it is, we we knew that there would be some questions as to why we did that, especially being two black men, and that being something that is, you know, in black culture, like you know, it's it kind of make causes some feelings. Um, uh, but but the, what we realized and what we we know um, is that it was written by uh, you know the it was originally a poem and it was written by uh, a Jewish man who was not pleased with the way that Black Americans were being, tra- being treated. Um, and then Nina Simone uh, she she made that famous. And I think for us in thinking through a name. Um, it was interesting because, you know, I think for some people, they believe that that's the start of the civil rights movement and like the the very beginnings, right? Um, You know, when she's singing the song and, you know, people don't like it. And um, I think for, you know, for the two of us, we knew it would raise eyebrows, but, you know, we wanted something, you know, powerful and and thought provoking. And at the end of the day, what we want to do is create a conversation, Um, you know, black people, are, are not the largest consumer of of beer. And so part of what this does is open up the conversation with um, anyone who may not be a minority or may not be well educated on that fact and not even really know what strange fruit is. And so someone could ask us, you know, why did you come up with the name, it gives us an opportunity to educate them, and hopefully make them think and hopefully, you know, uh, spark interest in like what we're doing and um, like, even with our, the names of some of our beers, right? Uh, that we have that will come out at some point, but you know, someone could ask you, why'd you name it, subtle Nod? Well, you know, if you see a black person on on the side <laughs> that you don't know from, from Adam, mm-hmm. right? You're gonna give them a, a nod of like, I see you, I respect you or whatever. And so when people ask that question that like, we can at least say that, right? Um, and, you know, some of the other beers that we'll come out with, we want to point to like our culture and we want to do this for our culture so that maybe a you know a black person walk in they'll see it they're like oh i know what that means you know uh and and they know that this beer is for them i think that is that is you know at the at the core of what we want to do is like hey we want to be welcoming to all people all people that may be marginalized all people uh, from different walks of life um but you know gives us a chance to you know educate others who may not be as familiar.
0: Yeah, uh Billie Holiday she was an amazing singer and that was pretty much one of the kind of one of the main reasons why she was uh put to a federal trial mm-hmm. um because she kept on wanting to sing strange fruit and they did not want her to and she was just very much on on her soapbox as as they would want to say it to <clears throat> to give that that rendition and that imagery from that very stirring song from the poem mm-hmm. so yeah i i wasn't really sure so but i wanted to just i wanted to to get it get it from you because i was like well maybe strange fruit yeah from from the song, Billy Holiday, and then maybe they're doing some very interesting things with some different strange fruit. Because another thing that I believe that we give uh, that is new to the beer community is those uh, sweet potato ales, mm. you know, or um, I think, you know, rice is also something that is colloquial to, to something that is us as well, that we were, you know, very big rice growers as as well. Um, so I wasn't really sure how that was going to match up, how, how strange it was going to be, but yeah, I, I'm glad to know that that is, you're leaving that door of opportunity to educate and that people are being receptive to that because, uh, yes, I will definitely, I definitely knew that that was, um, some type of black-owned business mm. at, at the very least, and so okay, let mm. me look in, let me look into that just a little bit more.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it's you said it exactly right. Like education is one of our core pillars, um, and one of the main reasons we got into this is we want we want to you know educate people on black culture. Where there's, I think you said it at the top of the show people are always questioning asking you know how many of us are actually in brewing and how many of us are owners um consumers producers things Mm -hmm. like that and i mean the figure that you know sticks out in my mind is less than one percent and that's out of you know close to ten thousand breweries in the u.s mm-hmm. and let alone how many of those are black owned and operated let alone how many actually have a brick and mortar location so if you're you know outside of the culture and you know you don't have a, a brew book or you know a green book that you're talking about for breweries <laughs> you know you, you're not going to know and so we mm-hmm. wanted we wanted to you know make a splash and be, and be proud of, you know, what we come from and proud of everything that we put forth and be proud of the fact that we're, you know, willing to educate people on you know aspects of our culture that they probably wouldn't know unless you told them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, with, you know, the name with the, the beers that we'll be launching here in the next year and into the future and all these different things that we want to do is to educate the masses. Um, Uh, additionally you know we want to educate our folks too right like um you know not with you know the historical aspect more so uh beer in general um because of the way that alcohol is marketed to you know our our group and our demographic you know you have a certain demographic is you know uh tequila and bud light and vodka but then for us it's heineken and hennessy You know what I mean? And so, like, you you have people that, and I've seen it in in practice in real life, where, you know, come in, like, what's the highest APV Just trying to catch a quick buzz. Whereas, like, maybe they don't know that, like, yeah, you like Heineken, but you also might like this type of beer. And I think that, like, you know, when we eventually open a tap room or even if it's just through can sales, like, being able to say, look, you like Heineken, but you also might like this. And then like kind of changing their perception around like what they, what they may may not like, because, you know, it comes, some of this comes down to access and like knowing what is out there. Right. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I, I come across that very often where, you know, I'll share a beer with like my barber, for example. This man drinks Hennessy and tequila and likes Heineken, but I brought him some of my beers or our beers, you know, uh, you know, an IPA and a pilsner, and he was like, "Yo, what was that?" And so, like, that's the, <laughs> you know, that, that like that's the reaction we want. Like, "Yo, I, I like that," you know, right? What, what's up with that? And I can kind of talk to him about it, you know, mm-hmm. and maybe he'll share with his friends and you know get more into it and more invested. So.
0: I think it's real important. And that's something that I'm glad that y'all are doing. And I think a lot more um, people that are more, in, that have been in the beer game for a while, were able to kind of just <clears throat> get a couple of beers, have maybe a bottle share, because we have bottle shares here all the time. And mm. what I usually do is I invite someone that hasn't drunk, they don't know anything about beer whatsoever. But I want you to come. I don't. All I want you to do is come. I don't want you to bring anything. I don't want you to do. anything. I want you to enjoy, and mm-hmm. just, t- just taste. You don't even. You don't have to commit to anything. That's the whole beauty of it. You don't have to commit yes. to a full of anything. Just exactly. come and try it, and then we're gonna find something that you like something that you might be able to, to, to kind of glean to. And then when you go to said bar, wherever, you'll be able to look on that list and say, Oh, well, Angie told me that I can ask for a sample. Some people don't even know that. Right. Uh, And Angie told me, okay, this, it looks just like, these are the same attributes of what I had. This, it should kind of be like this. So let me try it. Mm -hmm. And then, then I come back to, my mother actually having something that she actually liked, and it took me a while. Oh, yes, while. I get it.
2: But she found something. Yes,
0: that's good. <laughs> but yeah, and that's what that, it's about. That's
2: it's, like share, it's sharing, you know, sharing and and open, you know. Yeah. But don't get me wrong. I will drink, you know, Heineken and Hennessy from, from time to time.
0: Hey, <laughs> I I closed my windows and I had a Bud Light Lime some, some one time. Shh
2: hey i mean i've done that too so it was good me
0: to me i was i hey and in fact what are you drinking right now
2: um i am drinking a beer from humble Sea, um socks and sandals
0: oh my goodness
2: um so All this right. is a brewery out of california they call them foggy ipas instead of hazy um, <laughs> even though you know they're hazy but i mean they're out of santa cruz which isn't too far from here and they have a couple different locations in the area um but yeah i i, I really like this beer it's like easy drinking 6.6 percent. you know but it doesn't it doesn't feel like super heavy so um figure i'd go with that
0: well i was still drinking my athletic um this uh, yes. is actually ah uh, this is the, the upside down golden i was I was. This was the IPA. I had a um, a actual um. It was a Mexican lager or something, but I was just trying to jump and get something because I'd been kind of under the weather. I wanted to drink my moors, but I was like, no, I want to save savor that. I want to actually have. My taste buds are there, but it's just like I. Mm, eh. Yeah, so I hear you. I wanted to save it, but. Tell me, educate me on just this, this weekend or earlier this weekend when you just had a release. Mm-hmm. Tell me about the exciting release.
2: So I, I wish I was there. Um, I Justin was there. But, you know, this this was, a, a, you know, a partnership with D.C. Beer and uh, Dynasty Brewing and, you know, DC Beer wanted to get, like they used to brew collaboration beers with, you know, other breweries. They hadn't done it in a while. And, you know, we had been on their podcast and Justin had some connects over there. And, you know, we, um, you know, we're talking about like, what what can we do from a collaboration standpoint? And uh, Hazy Pale Ale was born from that, People's Pale. Um, And, you know, we, we're extremely excited because not only do we get to do something with dc beer and dynasty but uh, we get to add another beer to our our repertoire right um so i mean we have a a a pale an ipa and uh a a german pilsner so like you know just showing the the depth of what we're able to do you know uh, as a as a brewery and with dc beer and so uh the turnout was it was pretty positive and we had a couple raffles and people were buying cases and, and four packs and um it looked like a really good time and people came a lot of people came out to support um you know people that you know i had met uh, that justin knows but that i had met at our launch party back in uh, june uh 23 uh and just seeing like the love and like people really coming out and and being excited and supporting us and it's it's pretty cool um i i was a little jealous i will say uh that i wasn't able to make it
0: were you okay so in the pictures that i was looking at um where i saw amber on the canning line. Where you were there doing the canning and, and process.
2: That I wasn't. No, no, no. Okay. So that was, so Justin was there for that. Um, and for the, the launch party.
0: Okay. 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 Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. So tell me this, what no, money is not a factor what would be the one beer that you would like to create? And what crazy adjunct, what is the craziest adjunct would you like to use?
2: So what beer, so is it, this is two parts. This is what beer would yeah, like to
0: create? The style and what kind of crazy adjunct would you like to put in there?
2: Eventually we want to do a sour. Okay. <laughs> um i don't know if that's the one that we want to create the most um i think we've we've hit on the ones that we want to create is you know a pilsner pale ale and you know an ipa just you know to kind of span the gamut um we we're in discussions about like what we want to do next is just a a strange fruit release um a heifer was it is in there um I could see us, you know, rebrewing subtle knot, the IPA. I could also see us doing, you know, maybe, you know, a stout. But, you know, people are really mm-hmm. loving the what we have out in the market today. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, our our partners continue to buy it and you know, by the case or by the uh by the keg. And um I don't really have a great answer for that because I don't want to give too much away, but I, oh, I, I do I get
0: that, I get that, I get that I yeah, get that
2: but You know, me, if you're asking me personally, yeah, just um, yeah,
1: because I'm just sharing personally,
2: I think a a hazy paleo, I mean, a a hazy paleo, like, I I, it's easy drinking, you can have a a few of them and and not feel like you're full, weighed down, or or tipsy. And, um, you know, it's a good, you know, day drinking beer. So, I like that, that is something I would gravitate to.
0: Okay, okay, okay. So I have, um, I have one other question like that, yeah. but let me ask you this because you're originally from California. No, I'm originally from North Carolina. Okay. But you live in Philly. So you're in I lived in Philly, but I live in California. Okay. Cause I was like, I cause I was like, I don't hear any, what is that John or whatever that is? Cause you know, I'm from Texas. So so you got, you got Philly, all that. John. I don't know. I don't understand any of that.
2: Yeah, it's it's philly is John.
0: Okay, I "I I, don't
2: any of that. My accent, my accent is a hodgepodge. It's you know, Southern, Northeast, California, Texas. Okay,
0: okay.
2: And and depending on how many beers I have and who I'm around, one will come out. You know what I mean?
0: Yes, I get that very much. So because my mother's from Louisiana, and so when I go visit when I come back I'm a whole Cajun you know mm-hmm. right
2: takes about a week it takes yeah, a it's, week it's, to
0: get back it's 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 hard and I who was I talking I was talking to somebody I said um I need some groceries and he was like what and I was like yeah I need I need, when we're we gonna go get some groceries because we had been drinking forever it seemed like but uh he was like what are you talking about I said go to the grocery store I go. I go make groceries. Sorry, I go didn't.
2: make groceries versus, versus mm-hmm. grocery store. Yeah,
0: I go make groceries. Sure do. Yes, <laughs> yes. So, one of the questions I have for you. I'm probably. uh winding down. So, <clears throat> living or dead? Who would you like to have a beer with? And. What beer would that be and why? Wow. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> wow. And if, if, you can, if, you, if you can't narrow it down to one person, I'll let you have to. Grieving or dead.
2: Yeah, I have to give me a second because I'm I'm going no through problem.
0: time,
2: I'm going through time here. No. Um,
0: Sometimes
2: it's like that. So I, I'm going to give you three that come to mind immediately.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. So one is Frederick Douglass. Okay. One is Malcolm X.
0: Okay. One is Beyonce. Okay. So I don't know, I don't know how Douglas, feels about that, but okay. I
2: It's okay. He's already <laughs> co signed. He knows I'm no threat. You know, The Rock is in the building. He probably will be in the building. So I get a two for one. You know what I mean? Look, uh, if, 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 if you see Beyonce, <laughs> I'll
0: take care of Jay-Z. I'll make sure he okay.
2: has
0: uh, We'll, we'll you, go and drink some Jose in the back.
2: Okay. I appreciate that. Thank you for having my back there. um So I would say with Frederick Douglass, it would be a stout.
0: Mm. Why?
2: Because I feel like he I don't know. I feel like he would he would like it. Yeah. You know? mm. I feel like we could sit there and have a stout by the fire while it's like cold outside or whatever, you know, mm. eating some good. Um, and I, I would just want to learn more from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Um Malcolm X, it would be a pilsner of some sort. Again, you know, Mm -hmm. while it's warm outside, um, and and not even sitting at a bar, just kind of walking around the neighborhood.
0: Okay. You
2: know, uh, just kind of talking and like, because he had so many different experiences, and like he, you know, (laughs) that's wild. and then Beyonce for obvious reasons. And I think that would be, um, I think that one might be a sour. A sour? I okay. think it might be a sour Beyonce. Okay. Cause that might be the only way I can convince her to drink a beer. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know if you want to get you want to pigeonhole a woman into that, but I'm gonna let you have because that No, I'm I'm not
2: pigeonholing a woman. I'm saying get her to drink a beer with me, if you know.
0: I don't know. I
2: don't don't even really like the pretty ones. I like the ones that kind of have a little bite to them.
0: Yeah, and that was I was gonna ask you what is what what the pucker uh, uh, percentage was gonna be like
2: the pucker percentage um not the ones that make me feel like i have a warhead
0: okay okay you know what i
2: mean yeah i yeah. want something okay i i don't know if a sour is the right the right one but there there are beers maybe a shandy
0: like.
2: maybe a shandy but you know i i like a you know an ipa with like a fruit element that's yeah. kind of in the back end or a pale ale with a fruit element that's on the back end so mm-hmm. i'll in my answer to say something that has a little bit of a fruit element with really good flavor and really good depth.
0: Nice, nice. Okay. He snuck in and got three. But they were good that was a I good did. three. That was a yeah. good three. That was good. Okay. So I, um that that's all my mind bending I'm gonna I'm gonna do to you this evening. Okay.
2: I mean I'm still here so if you got any others
0: but Justin um we have Really, got uh, we're almost through our time, but mm-hmm. I really appreciate you coming and talking to us and sharing about strange fruit because I think that this is just the very beginning. I know that you've been going strong, but I'm just now getting uh, getting to know you more. And now that I know that connection, anytime that you need any Manhattan, because I'm I'm here. I live in Plano, so mm-hmm. anytime you want to trade. I'm your girl. Get some Manhattan over. I'll, t- hit some you when, I'll hit you when I'm in Dallas. Yeah, I, you better because the other thing we do is black beer delegates, we always have a bottle share or something. We will pull up on you. Yes,
2: please do. Um, I, like I said, I mean, I don't know too many, I don't know of any black breweries in the area, so you'll have to show me.
0: Yeah, well, we have one that's coming up Smid uh, Kumbas. Uh, Kumba Smith, Austin. He has a brewery that's going to be opening up, basically walking distance uh, to the Dallas Zoo. Okay. Uh, we also have we have black brewers in DFW. We have one Jeremiah, which is he's at uh, False Idol. Okay. And then we also have Dreads, and he works at Petacolas. Okay. Yeah, I'll put
2: those on my list.
0: Yeah, I'm out there. yeah. Make sure you check them out, and then you know, of course. I'm all craft, so craft spirits. We have that opened uh whiskeys, which is a black-owned brewery, excuse me, black-owned whiskey bar, uh that's right there with by Sandaga. And they're gonna open up a cigar bar right there at the end, which is my oh, other nice. spirits, and you know, I'm a cigar smoker as well. Okay. And then uh double D's, which I found that is a nice black-owned dive bar uh that's right near downtown. That has excellent music and excellent vibes, and you can they have your own tap there as well.
2: I'm a good, I'm a big fan of a guitar bar.
0: Yeah, it's really nice. So, yeah, I've got st- plenty of stuff for you to see whenever perfect. Just let me you throw out the bad signal, we will. I'll throw it out. Up. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely
2: let you know because it'd be nice to meet you in person.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, one last thing I guess I needed to ask because you're there in california but do you go to the soul mega or have y'all been to the soul mega festival uh that's in dc no but that
2: is something that we are exploring um, okay if not i mean i if not this year then definitely next mm-hmm. year but we're exploring a, a couple different um a couple different things you know broccoli fest and soul mega and you know wherever we can you know, have our beer,
0: then we're, we're yeah. looking at it. And barrel and, barrel and flow, of course, but that's yeah, we, like real close.
2: Yeah. I believe we will be there.
0: Okay. Okay. I'm thinking about it. I've been, I've been going there like the last three to four years. So not that I'm tired, but I'm wanting to go and see, there are other small, smaller, um, festivals that i want to hang out at and so mega is right around my birthday I'm like this oh, that's and my then,
2: birthday.
0: yeah and then i have friends that are in uh dc and stuff uh so I'm trying to see where i'm gonna hang my hat. if if i get to go to barrel and flow i probably try to see if i can do something um as far as like speaking maybe yeah yeah well that'd be exciting but I thank you so much. Tell uh, Justin that we missed him and we thank him for his for his diligence as well as being part of part of the team and everyone
1: yeah.
0: um, with Strange Fruit. And if there's nothing else, Kendra, do you have anything before we go? Uh,
1: no, um, not really. Um, just. Uh, if you know i mean i know that you can't ship it but if you got a proxy that can ship i'd love to support and get a four pack or you know just do some uh down here in texas so so yeah just uh let me know or i can inbox or whatever
2: yeah um uh, kendrick do you have our email address
1: uh no no i
0: can get it to him
2: Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you yes. wouldn't mind doing that, just shoot us Absolutely. an email with your, uh, with your addresses. Okay, cool.
1: I appreciate and it. Man. We'll figure it out. Yeah. All right, thank you.
0: Thank well, you. again, this is Angie, the Undeniable Vixen. Thank y'all once again for joining us for Being Black and Craft, where we don't apologize for recognizing our influence on craft beer. Y'all have an amazing night and an amazing week. Thank you so much.
2: Thank you.
0: Have a good night.